Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? December once again here at War Rocket Ajax, and you and I, as we do every year, have decided to winter in our festive Christmas cabin at at Mount Premise. Yep, it's always on Mount Premise that we holidays together as we always do. We we talked about getting a cabin at Dollywood. We okay, we did legit. Okay, you're getting you're getting into real life, and. And maybe we should maybe we should wait to see if there's anybody at the door of the cabin before we talk about this. Guys, 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 holy shit, I can't believe you're here. I've been waiting inside the cabin in Mount Premise for a fucking calendar year so we could get this whole Santa Claus versus League of Assassins shit kicked off. Wow. Wow. Do you know how hard it is to oversee post-production on a major television show like Monarch Legacy of Monsters appearing now on Apple TV Plus? around the world from Mount Primus. It's very difficult. The internet is very, very bad here. Yeah. It's a, there's not even a landline phone. It's weird that we'd record a podcast here every year at Mount Primus when the internet is so bad. It's, it's certainly much like your lack of pivoting to video. It seems to beg many questions. Well, <laughs> it looks like you, you didn't spend the last calendar year hold up here in the cabin, uh, subsisting on, I think, it seems like you ate pure nutmeg the entire time. Jack to the gills on nutmeg. Did nobody uh, else rent this cabin? One dude did, and I've also been sustaining myself by by uh, uh, nuzzling the crumbs from his beard. Look, everybody, it's Kyle Starks. Hey guys, I've been here the whole time. It's me, wow. Kyle Starks. <laughs> um, I heard that I should have been here last year, so I came immediately, and I've been here. And I've been sucking on his beard since December 26th. That is truly necessary, I guess, given the situation. But we survived. more Christmas up than you guys this time. Yeah, it's usually, I mean, Matt and I, we just arrived here uh, we, we, on our snowmobiles. Because as we all know, Mount Premise is 40 miles from any civilization. Yes, I had to walk to get groceries once, and I only did it once. Yeah. Because it's 40 miles. Well, you, hence the beard crumbling. First, you take a funicular. But There's a funicular? Yeah, you take a funicular, but it'll only take you so far. And then, then you have to take yeah, you, Do you remember that sign I said? That, uh, it'll say funicular, but that's just a prank. That was actually the prank was it wasn't a prank. There was actually okay. a funicular. The prank was okay. on you. I don't even know what a funicular is. I, I did the thing where I put uh, plastic garbage bags over my feet and walked in the snow for 40 miles. Wow. That's dedication. Kyle. Now, d- Matt, since you brought it up. 80 miles. <laughs> since you brought it up. I'd quit I quit whining about the 80 miles. Jesus Christ. I am glad that we didn't go with our original plan since our, our friends, uh, Kyle Starks and Matt Fraction, have been here waiting for us for so long. Uh, because you, you and I almost got a cabin at Dollywood. We, we talked about it. We looked into it. Uh, t- the 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 Patreon went down this year. 
and so uh, the Dollywood cabin ended up not being uh, the, the the smartest choice uh, as much as we wanted to do it. Uh, but patreon.com slash rocket Ajax, you can send us to Dollywood in 2024. Let's make it happen. I emailed Fraction and I, I said, Matt, are we going to, are we going to Dollywood now? Are we going to, are we going to well, Dollywood now? Just to wait for next year. It's probably a good idea. Right. All right. Or especially because we, we had at least 40 miles to the nearest funicular. <laughs> so it's not a, it's a bad walk. And I, I asked, uh, I, I emailed you, and I said, we are dead serious. If we get a cabin in Dollywood, will you fly out and do the show, like, with us? Not not necessarily, like, live live, but in the room. Mm-hmm. I can dri- I can drive to Dollywood. Yeah, and Fracture, so cool. you were immediately all for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dollywood's great. Yeah. I mean, so, technically, I could drive to Dollywood. It would take me three and a half days, but I could. <laughs> take me I just don't want hours. Not even three and a half, like two and a half hours to get to Dollywood. This maybe look, everybody. If you want that to happen, Patreon is the way. Patreon is the way for that to happen next year. That's true. But it was it was meant to be, I think, that it would have been ugly to fight at Dollywood. (laughs) We had to come back to Mount Premise to do the special that we talked about last year. In which you, Matt Fraction, could not get past the idea of Terminator trying to kill Santa Claus. No, no, I couldn't get past the idea that Chris Sims didn't think Santa Claus beating Terminator was awesome. <laughs> no, I did think it was awesome, is the thing. You know, I just literally just re-listened to that episode. I think the tape will tell a different tale. <laughs> I... I thought the only thing was I didn't – we already had a premise last year, and look, you know when that email goes out in mid to late November, sometimes the premise is hard to come by. This is our 15th War Rocket Ajax Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. and no, I, I, I've, I've missed one. You have missed one. You have I think I have a 14-year record of honoring the premise without <laughs> – Without fail. That's true. Dude, I missed the premise. Everyone knows that. I'm always in for the premise. The the, the king of yes and. <laughs> no, but yes. Uh, uh, I actually don't remember how it came up. In We were ranking Santas last year. It was every you were trying day. to get out of ranking Santas. I also listened to this show, but only up to the point where I was mentioned and then stopped. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't trying to get I just I don't even remember why it came up, but I was so struck that Chris and I had such a firm disagreement uh, uh, when I just like thought it was cooler for Santa not to have to use Santa magic, but sort of, you know, outwit the problem rather than simply attack it head on. I think you and I were operating on different understandings of what Chris magic is. Yes, and, that, and, and it wasn't until the the snow gundam that i realized all right so by definition everything santa does is a little christmas magic yeah exactly it's it, which as i said it's like superman flying it's just a thing that he does right but and 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 to my argument it's i i like the idea of superman only punching as a last resort right yeah uh and 
I also I listened back to the whole episode, uh, which I do think is a really really fun one. Yeah, uh, and I will say to second in, it makes me unbelievably happy that so many people that that War Rocket Ajax is part of so many people's Christmas traditions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really it's it's it is it is weirdly special. Yeah the the people tell me all the time that it's it's. They know it's Christmas because they listen to the the Curse of the Juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, or the the uh, worst mixtape episode where we uh, we had Maggie Sirota on for that one. Uh, I'm also <laughs> on the, the Christmas mixtape draft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with John Turnio and the Mountain Goats. Yes. Uh, Nothing like wasting that guy's time for a couple hours, huh? He could have been like he could have written like six amazing songs. Nope, we made him. Think about he when. also has like three full time jobs, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it is kind of the part of the year that makes my brain shift into now it's Christmas break. You know? Yeah. So, point being, that was a good one, and I do actually think one year later, using a child's disbelief in Santa to kill the Terminator. After it kills and becomes Santa, is a good. That's a solid idea. Oh my god! And it then gets the kid to be a believer. Yeah, it's like a double win. And that is also, I will say, uh, and I, I think this is a a core part of the premise. That's a very fraction idea. I think that is a very like if if I read that comic, I would be like, oh, this is like a Matt Fraction. Oh idea. wow! So I'm, I'm curious to see if we will have our our identifiable storytelling quirks you know much much like the cabin uh, here at mount premise has that weird mat smell because it's been holed up in it for 364 days uh i don't know that i would recognize my own scent of that sort of thing so i'll have to take your word for it yeah uh well you can understand then too uh, dear listener why we immediately thought like well kyle starks would have to be a part of the santa assassin like he oh, like no like yeah. who's, who's who's better who's gonna come up with the more curveball santa assassins than than kyle starks right who's gonna do better and be like truly creative and hilarious no. and just <laughs> on point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's too much who's, a guy, who's a guy you look at and you go you know who loves premises <laughs> high premises no <laughs> it's wrong uh, my only, I feel like my top job for these uh, Christmas specials is coming up with some kind of title uh, to assign these. And I thought in in honor of Kyle, oh no, we call this a Santa Shin Nation. <laughs> I wrote that book. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. my favorite? Can I take my favorite assassination? Uh, my favorite assassination. This is from Skybound guys. My favorite with Eric Anderson is she's like you shouldn't call it assassination because people are going to call it assassination nation. And I'm like, why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. It's a worse. T- it's an inferior title. Hey, listen, guess what they call it to this Ass- fucking day? Assassination nation. It's assassination nation. That's not mine. There's Somebody a movie. There's a movie called Assassination yeah. Nation, That's and right. that is a worse title. Yeah, by it's a, it's a worse there's title. a Spider-Man story called the Assassination Plot. You should Which call it, it. You should call it the Assassin quote Assassination Nation quote quote Nation <laughs> Santa Nation colon yes the Santaning. So much pressure. Well, I'm I'm just excited that we have the the ultimate yes ander and the king of premises. Here. Those are both fraction. 
uh, I also want need, you know what, uh, 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 the one thing that struck me listening to last year's episode is, uh, uh, Matt Wilson, how, um, uh, tolerant you were and how you would sort of gently from time to time indicate things like we've been doing this for six and a half hours. We should probably get another Santa on the board. Uh, I appreciated your 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 clear eyed beyond beyond a good straight man. A straight man with a wristwatch is fucking priceless in my book. That is that is my job. That that has been my job for fifteen years, 15 years. of War Ajax. Let, let's go ahead and and get into it. All of this started with a discussion of uh, Tim Allen, who, mm-hmm. as we all know, um, turned states evidence. On his fellow cocaine dealers, uh, while he was imprisoned in Kalamazoo in 1978, uh, do you think the fl- if it's in the Midwest, do you think the Flash busted him? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> only if it's in Central City. Uh, I gotta leave. There's trouble in Kalamazoo. He's like, no. He's like, F Kalamazoo. I if only Wild deal with the CC. Dog, if Wild Dog had done it, no home improvement. I'll tell you that for free. He would have, but he would have. He wouldn't be talking. You know, Starks, I lived in Burlington, Iowa, uh, for a little bit, which is one of the 27 quad cities, uh, uh, home of Wild Dog, as Wild Dog came right. out in, like, 87. Yeah. I fuck, I loved it so much. It That's was so best. good. I loved it. It was finally, finally, representation. <laughs> for the quad cities. Dude, I, I'm so Midwest heavy. Like, I'm, I'm only doing gigs where I can somehow do the Midwest. Like, somehow it's the Midwest. Peacemaker, mm-hmm. vaguely Midwest. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Unleashed to hell, so kind of Midwest, um, so on and so forth. I'm all I, about Midwest representation. I feel like the moment that I realized that I wanted to write about comics was when I was a kid and I saw that that house ad for Wild Dog with the tagline, everybody talks about terrorism, he does something about it. Which hey is- man, those terrorists, those Libyans... Hated the new. They hated the new Expo Center. It was Christian terrorists in the the miniseries. That's right. That's true. And that he, is- he jumps. Uh, Chris, you might remember, but either way, he, he like jumps out of his 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 not SUV. It's like a pickup tiny truck. truck, like an F, like the little truck though, not the big one. Mm-hmm. And he like immediately kicks a guy in the nuts, and then just starts firing submachine guns. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's a truly fantastic comic. But we were talking about the Santa Claus. Oh yeah, Tim <laughs> Allen. A, a Scott Calvin. A, 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 well, I realized what I thought. What, what it reminded it reminded me of um, the main character in Solaris is Chris Calvin. So I don't know if you remember me. Like, remember for like half an hour last year, I was like, "What doesn't that sound like a thing?" Scott Calvin. I realized, oh, it's the guy from Solaris. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so Tim Allen, narc. Tim Allen, noted narc, narc rat, snitch. Can't trust him. Mm. Doesn't like millennials, but will snitch on his fellow cocaine dealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put him in a movie made for children, where the premise is that you must murder Santa Claus to become Santa Claus. This is where the, the exact premise. <laughs> where the title, where the title is a contract joke. Because what a kids love. That movie came Board out. Reform. Yeah, that movie came out in 1994. I was 11. Now, Chris, you've raised a little. I'm sorry, you've raised a little interesting that you have to kill Santa to become him, but isn't it if you kill Santa? Yes, yes, yes. Well, if you want to become Santa, you. He didn't even kill him, him, though, technically. 
He like knocks him off a roof. No, he doesn't knock him off. He distracts him. Like Santa hasn't hurt anyone on the roof. Listen, I, I this is maybe the venue for this. No, this, this is absolutely pre, the venue for this. The pre, the pre. First of all, here's what happens: the pre Scott Calvin Santa Claus is doing his job that he's doing at whatever number of homes he does in a night. Right for at least one year, he's done it. By the Scott way, Calvin comes outside sucks that because he never brings Judge Reinhold the one thing he wanted. Well, he's also he's kind of a booth face in that, isn't he? He's kind of a naughty kid. He's kind of a naughty kid. Anyway, Scott Calvin goes outside and says, hey, buddy. He literally just says, hey, buddy. Santa slips. He's so shocked that someone would say something to him while he's doing his job. He slides back first off of a snowy roof, a one-story building, into the snow and dies. He's clearly like Mr. Glass. He's the most fragile man who's ever existed. Like, he didn't kill him. Maybe maybe, although maybe it wasn't snow. Maybe it was cocaine. And he over, he died of an overdose. It's like, I, I think if you fall butt first off of... No, I'm not arguing anything. I'm just saying, like, he didn't he didn't murder him. But also, it implies... This is why I was saying I was confused about the parameters for this challenge. These are fragile Santa Clauses. Like, literally, a guy can sneak up on you. You If you fall back first off of one-story building into snow... You're probably going to be fine. Now, if there's like a if there's like a, a virgin suicide pole situ like iron pole at the bottom that he's landing on, sure. But they don't show that in the movie. They just show his empty coat. You have to see the Mexican cut for that. Yeah, yeah. You got to see the. the it was eight and a half minutes longer, and it was just slow motion Santa impaling himself on rebar, hey, or hitting his head. Yeah, just his head. Yeah, yeah, like but, that dude in uh, uh, Bringing Out the Dead that. Gets the rebar through his under his chin. Right. Yeah, same deal. So, Kyle, you're saying that that Scott Calvin, in a court of law, would not be convicted for certainly not premeditated murder. Oh, it's manslaughter three at best. At yeah, best. he just like it just, it really someone was trespassing. I think yeah, if Lionel states, Hutz is your attorney, you're, it's man, it's man three. Right? In, but in certain states, he's trespassing. He's not getting in any trouble. But I'm saying I don't. He didn't murder. He didn't murder. Is like if you if you just distra- I mean, the, the, could could though Scott Calvin have lost a wrongful death lawsuit? He might have no. had to pay a little money, but to what a, a fictional home city? You know what I mean? Like where's that check going to? He created unsafe working conditions for... Yeah, but Santa was an uncontracted laborer. <laughs> this is why we need unions, guys. I, I I think, like, look, civil court is one thing, but mm. I think we all agree there's no way that Scott Calvin would, like, serve any time in prison for this because he would probably immediately flip. Yeah, he'd, rat out every, he'd rat out his neighbor who killed the Easter Bunny and, you know... <laughs> as soon as he had a chance, just like he did to his fellow cocaine dealers in 1978. Here, here. So, point being, if you it's a are, weird movie, are, it's, yes. a, it's a very it's a bad movie and it's a weird movie. And hey, since I don't interrupt again, but let me throw this. Can I throw this? Can I add on to my? Because I'm so perplexed by this entire everything. So, in the second Santa Claus, which you guys both know super well, Chris Schweitzer was telling me about this today. In the second Santa Claus, the premise is, is that Tim Allen, who is a noted cocaine narc, had to get married within a year to a Mrs. Claus. Or he will no longer be Santa Claus. Right. Right? Okay. So let me ask this. The Santa Claus who died. Oh, did his Santa Mrs. Claus die? Did she die too? Yeah. She just- yes. <laughs> she blinked out of existence immediately. 
Well, no, she everyone knows a, the clauses have a murder-suicide pact. Wait, no, 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 no. She's just a widow. She becomes a widow, and and it's not like Scott Calvin's just going to marry her. Does she teleport back to her? What if she's a milf? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I kind of like this idea that there is a like, Chris Milf. <laughs> there is a Mrs. Claus in like like Victorian morning attire. Yeah, yeah, like like the bride wore black. Boy workshop. Yeah, like but, no, but there's every prior Santa Claus who had to get married in a year. There's like three thousand of them, right? This is not a situation where you're, you're postulating that 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 Santas have been okay. So it came out in 1997. You said so. Let's assume that calendar's right. There's been 1997 of them. So there's been three, four a year. That's a high turnover for that job. <laughs> three Santas died every year before Scott. Calvin. Right. So listen. So let's one. You have to. How, the guy who the Santa Claus who simply died from sliding butt first off of a roof, he got someone before him. He wasn't number two. You know what I'm saying? And how fragile was the idiot before him? Well, there there, there was that one Santa that had the unformed fontanelle. Everybody knows about the Santa with the soft spot. It's really not Christmas until Matt Fraction makes a joke about a soft fontanelle. <laughs> Although uh, I, gotta, I gotta say, for this list of Santa killers, the Widow Clause is a really good one. The Widow Clause is I, like that. I know the bride wore red and white. The widow wore red and white. I, I know they do like a show now, and if they did, like, if the premise of one of those seasons was that the previous Mrs. Claus is out for blood to kill Scott Calvin, that's appointment television. Also, then, if Mrs. Claus kills Scott Calvin, does oh, she no. become Santa? My head. Yes! And then she has to find a wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, or husband, as established in the Santa continuity of Santa's boyfriend, Santa's husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should probably get Kibble Smith on to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, all right. I know. Let me clarify. It's gender and sexuality, like Santa, is a spectrum. It's a complex manifold of emotion, and everyone has a unique place on it. Ex- well, except that according to those fucking dumb movies for children that suck, you do have to enter into a heterosexual marriage within one year. No ho ho homo. Right. That's or else Martin Short becomes Santa or something. You know, he did with time travel. I don't. We don't need to. I know uh, about the right. Santa Clauses, guys. Isn't I isn't there that. now a new? Is like a, is it? A, is there's like a, a movie just came out, right? Because TV series, Disney Plus show. It's a show, and, and Casey Wilson was talking about what a piece of shit Tim Tim Allen is. Right? Yes. Okay. Here's, here's the idea of the show. This is this is absolutely wild. Scott Calvin thinks he's getting too old to be Santa. So what? is he not immortal? He's sixty something years old, and he's like, "I'm getting too old for this. I better retire." So he starts looking for a replacement, and the show is all about it's going to be Shia LaBeouf, guys. Him trying to find a replacement. Wait, it's going to be Matt's arch nemesis, Shia LaBeouf, perhaps. But like, uh, Cal Penn is like one of the replacement Santas. The first season. Eric Stone Street is in the second season. So there's multiple seasons. The, the second season is like just starting. 
You know that the Santa Claus Scott Calvin had a son while he was Santa Claus. You know what that kid? It's Buddy. It's Buddy Claus. Yeah. Somebody wrote that. Wasn't that a Vince Vaughn movie? That's Fred Claus. That's Santa's brother. Right, Fred Claus. I'm sorry. Right, Fred Buddy Claus. was also the name of and Doctor Who. Is easier to figure out than this shit. Jesus Christ. Okay, All right, so here's so here's my question. So so for, so say the premise. Say it very quickly. What we're doing today is this. What we're doing today is we well well hang on. I actually have a question about the premise of of the Claus show. Oh, okay, the Claus show. And, and I can and Kyle, I can answer your question in a second. But what was the name of the Patreon again? You first. Patreon.com slash Warrocket Ajax. Okay. Uh, by the logic of the film, does that mean that Scott Calvin is looking like is this like a like a samurai story where he's like, I need to meet the man who can kill me? No, I think you could just give someone that coat. I think if you have the coat. There is something interesting in that if you are Santa, you are still an aging mortal man. So you have to take on Santa's burdens without any particular. Although I mean, this leads into my concerns to be posed towards the premise. All right. Here is the actual text of the Santa Claus C L A U S E. As, as presented by the website KSW Lawyers in the article, is the Santa Claus enforceable? Interesting. After Santa dies, falling one story off that roof, Tim Allen goes to his suit and finds Santa's business card. And then on... The back of the business card, it says, if something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Then the fine print has the actual Santa Claus, which reads, in putting on this suit and entering the sleigh, the wearer waives any and all rights to any previous identity, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus in perpetuity until such time that wearer becomes unable to do so either by accident or design. The design part is fucking nuts. Right, so that, so that is that is murder. It is not who kills Santa that becomes the next Santa Claus. Yeah, it's whoever puts on the coat after he's dead. It's whoever puts on the coat and gets in the sleigh. But we're operating under the premise that people know that if Santa dies then they can thus become Santa by being present and putting on his suit. So you could kill Santa, but if you don't get that jacket on first, you don't necessarily yeah. get to reap all them cookie rewards. Frank, I, can't believe, I can't believe you're not familiar with Santa Claus 3, where Martin Short is Jack Frost. Right, no, no, no. I, uh, I just, you know, it's just the legalese has never really been laid out for me like this. Well, Fraction, that is called the Indemnity Clause. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. <laughs> so here's what You're we're waiting doing. a year. Been waiting a year for the, you want you want to wait a year? I've I've had that one in the chamber for a year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. We are suggesting people who might want to take over the role of Santa Claus, like the Terminator. Well, I, well I, I, Terminator. 
I don't even know that that needs to be part. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. My apologies. Agreed. But continue. Who will attempt to assassinate Santa? And then we are going to figure out, present how Santa, and let's say it's not Tim Allen. I don't want to keep talking about Tim Allen. You and the other cocaine dealers in Kalamazoo in 19. I bet there are a lot of cocaine dealers in Kalamazoo, Michigan that would like to talk about Tim Allen, but. (laughs) They had their chance. Yeah. He beat them to it. Tim Allen. I could have been on home improvement. Tim Allen talked about him first. Uh, But the idea is we're going to name some assassins who might try to assassinate Santa Claus in order to either, one, become Santa Claus, or two, provide the powers of Santa Claus, provide the suit to an employer who has hired them. So we need to provide the reason for why they're trying to assassinate Santa Claus, and then also how Santa will will thwart their assassination plan. But, so here's my question. We're not using this weak, fragile, aging completely human-bodied Santa Claus that is Sky Calvin. I think you can fold it around your premise if it serves the, like, like, here's the thing. You're going to make a kick-ass, you know, you remember how good Terminator versus Robocop was, you know? Yeah. And how nobody expected it to be, like, oh, fuck, this is great. Yeah, should not be that good. But should not be that good, but it is. Like, that's the thing is, hey, hey, we're going to make a Santa versus our IP. Uh, And it turns out you're going to make a fucking Christmas banger. Yeah. How do you do All it? Right. I, yeah, I'm here. For, I'm here for that. I have no plans for that, but I'm here for it. Because I was like, listen, here, I I can beat that Santa Claus. I could beat Santa yeah. Claus in a minute. Kyle, Kyle, you're way too hung up. On, like the Santa Claus is just here for illustrative purposes. Yeah. No, we we were in in the Terminator premise. We were definitely speaking of a Santa with the capabilities, uh, TBD in the case of that episode of Christmas magic. That would certainly suggest being able to survive a one story fall into a snowbank. If right. we want to keep it in Warrock, can he take a gunshot? Can Santa can Santa Claus take a gunshot? To the extent that a that a normal human being can, I would give him. No. I would give him a little bit of a buff. I would give him a little because he clearly has at least he's got top level endurance to be able to do what he does. Right? He's moving fast. Like, he's working on, hard on the stats chart. He's got killer endurance. That bag is heavy. He's got to have some strength. I'd I'd put him. And look, maybe yeah, there's, heavy uh, maybe there's like a there's a John Wickie and Kevlar weave in uh, in that uh, red coat he wears. Like maybe he's got a little a little protection, you know. Um, I think I think John Wick is actually a very good comparison. Uh, yes, because you know beard, um, <laughs> sure. loves uh, loves children dogs. worldwide, uh, accompanied by animals. But yeah, like he gets tired, Johnny Yen. he hurt. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we're saying Santa is is comparable to John Wick. Santa is comparable to John Wick, but to keep it in War Rocket Ajax continuity, if you need a visual, then I think the Santa who is being uh, targeted would be Edmund Gwynn, Miracle on 34th Street. Street, Right. And that, but physically John Wick. Right. And and this Santa does have the capability for broadly defined Christmas magic. My request would be that the larger scale that unlike Doctor Strange, like if there should be differences between little spells and big spells, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I, I would say, I would say we're, we're talking about a Santa who can can do. He can he can go up and down chimneys. He can move really fast. He has presents for all the the good children in his bag. Right, all of that stuff. And a lot of coal. He's got to carry a lot of coal. Coal ain't light. He's got coal. He's got elves. He's got reindeer. He's got a sleigh. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we all know December twenty sixth, the Tommy Bahama goes on, and Santa goes to Margaritaville because he's tired. So it's yeah. a Santa with limits. Yeah, yeah. It's not That's, like this, right? Now. I, I also want to. I want to preface the bag down. That even picks the bag up on the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, that I absolutely have a, a Christmas story that I'm going to tell at some point, and this entire conversation in no way has any influence on that. So when the time comes, Legally. it's been pre-existing. <laughs> the Stark's Claws. Yeah, the Stark's Claws. I've had this already. Anyway, Matt, that's, how my, a, parents, a, that's a, how my parents died on Christmas Day. Do you, have a Christmas, do you have a Christmas story that you, you've been wanting to tell that you've been sitting on? No, not really. No, absolutely. Like, come on. Sims has like 37 of them. Yeah. All right, let's do uh, this. I'm going to do the best I can, guys. Yeah, we're, we're over half an hour into this. I'm we real, gotta, I feel real fourth wheelie here. Matt, the, the content is good, and this is also why I said we should limit ourselves to three picks each. Okay, yes. actually, I'm, I'm right now saying we're, three, we're doing three. Okay. <laughs> may, I, may I, with this addendum, let's share our lists and the other three guests slash hosts. The other three will pick what the three are. Oh, here's what here's what I was suggesting that we would do. Uh, it, you, you of course, have seniority here, Matt. But uh, I suggested that we would do it, and if we had the same one, um, you would say uh, mistletoe kissing is what you would say. So then my three becomes two, right? But we, it's it's kind of a surprise. I would be shocked if anyone has this any of the ones that are on my list. But we can totally. I'm I, I'm fine with I mistletoe also kissing. Maybe need to hear like a couple before right. I know I'm doing it right. All right. Okay. Fraction, do you want to get us started? I think I, I would love it if you. I, I would. I, I feel like I need a little makeup. I would like to be convivially offer you the the the, the, the pole position if you want it. Matt, do you want to do you want to start or do you want me to go ahead? Because I've I've got a pretty solid first pick. Okay. I've got one that's there's no conversation to. How about, isn't great for a podcast, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because right. I, I didn't, I didn't for sure understand the game. But so I'm just going to do this. Well, and you guys, as an example, you guys, go, that is incorrect or that's fine. Because okay. like, if you had to, because here's the thing: the Terminator thing is so great. I don't think I can top that. Also, the idea of the Terminator robot wearing the beard and the Santa Claus hat after he becomes Santa Claus is so amazing to me. I can't top that. But I thought if you had to, who is the number one? You have to get someone to kill Santa Claus who almost definitely has magical powers, who will definitely get the job done. And my my first pick, my first thought was the Saint of Killers. Okay, Kyle, you just went first. <laughs> Yeah, I went first. I know. I jumped in there. Way, the like you guys are- wow, wow. We're getting no butted. I love it. I love it. I'm getting a taste of my own medicine, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. You, go, <laughs> you, go, uh, you can now go, that's not how we're doing this. That's incorrect. Nope, nope. nope. Santa Killers. All right. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. There's no wrong. No, Except there that one. That one's pretty wrong. But other than that, it's I've been great. Married, I've been married 18 years, my guy. There's a lot of wrong. All right? Okay. But by we're, we're going by improv rules here where there are no wrong choices we can criticize your choice perhaps. that makes it wrong that makes it wrong no no no. it's nothing is wrong your choices are your choices and they are mm-hmm. right because you chose them so the saint of killers is your first choice do we want to just cycle through who we have and then do i put fractions i only have two and then do I, have I have three. I guess I have three, but I don't know if I understand the game i'm saying so. list your full list who's your number one who's your number two I, here's the thing it's a loose list 
because I didn't understand the rules. Here's my rules. loose list. Okay. It's the Santa Killers. If you absolutely have to kill someone and they're anyone, I think that's your guy. After the Terminator and Predator, you guys already said. My number two is is Deku from My Hero Academia because I think he'd be a good Santa. Also, I think okay. he could kill Santa. And three, um, because I didn't understand the rules, is uh, is uh, is pro wrestler Ming, who I just think could kill anything. No, that's a th- that Kyle. Here's what's weird. You keep saying you didn't understand. We all had the exact same information. I know, but I'm dumber than you guys. I'm super dumb. But that is a that is a perfect list, and very comparable to my list. Let me let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. We're talking about the character Ming from television. The human we're not Ming. About, we're we're not talking about the the Tongan man who portrayed Ming on on Monday Nitro. No, no, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Kyle, stop. <laughs> That's okay. That is a legitimate question because I don't know that I've ever seen Meng win a match. All right, here's the thing: one of them pulled teeth out of a human for yeah, fun. No, that, that's the human. That's yes. the human. Yeah. yeah. We cannot. We cannot say a real. I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess we can. I <laughs> can. I don't want it to be a real person, but all right. I'll think of a third one. I'll think of a third one. Ming is of, of all real people we could name. Ming is probably the safest, and I also think he would be a good Santa. Violence aside, yes, seems okay, kind of nice. Ming, aka Haku. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's your. Those are your three, Kyle. Matt, what is your What is your list? Who are your three? All right. Um, I've got uh, Agent Forty Seven <clears throat> from the Hitman video game series. Hitman from Hitman. Yes, um, I've oh, got, he's the man. He's the man. That's 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 me watching watching my son play that game. <laughs> uh, I've got Electra, <laughs> well, Electra Nachios, the the assassin. That's a, that's a good red, white, and black story. And uh, I've got uh, Deadshot. I like that. Those are three good picks, and I like that because I really want to imagine Santa in in his in his undies. Like perching on Electra's grave in the snow, like Matt Murdock did in Electra Assassin. I've got, I've got, I don't like that. I don't like that visual with those with those weird high cut on those weird super high cut, super high cut weird bikini briefs he wears. Yeah, you know, when got, Daredevil wore lingerie that one time. I've got justifications for all three, all of which involve them personally not necessarily wanting to be Santa, but others hiring them to do the job. Matt Fraction, do you want to go next? Yeah, I, I, I came in a little hot. Um, you, can, you can have the honor of going last if you would like. Okay, sure. He wants it. He wants it bad. Uh, since you you are you are a guest, and we try to be polite above all things here, you can you can go last, or you can go now if you would if you would like. Oh, you know, I'll go last. Okay. I feel like I got us into this mess. I ought to own it. At the end. <laughs> I I actually have a very similar list to Kyle's. I think, oh, like in, in terms of Thank what goodness. we're going from. Uh, because Matt, you had you had three comics characters, solid. Uh, well, I mean, Agent Forty Seven, like, has appeared oh, in comics. Yeah, I guess you've got you've got two comics characters and video game character. Here's my list. Number one, this is the easy one. This is the story that writes itself. Vegeta. Okay, I he's think, a Dragon Ball. 
primarily motivated by the fact that one of the powers that Goku has that Vegeta doesn't is instant transmission. Goku can teleport. Vegeta can't, which means that when they teleport together, he has to hold Goku's hand, which I think is great. I think is purely, truly delightful. But I think that is enough to send him wanting to find this very fast man and and take his power for his own. We'll do our stories later. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to let I you know. We yes, I thought we were doing yes and. Matt. Yeah, we're, we're apparently doing, doing keep it tight. I mean, I, 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 no, no. I, I'm in full keep it tight mode right now, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, they're telling us we have to go to commercial. Uh, <laughs> Pick number two, uh, again, very in tune with Kyle, is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, specifically post-invasion Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh. paranoid heel 2001 Steve Austin. Okay. Where he's like, you want to give hugs to Kurt Angle? Oh, yeah. All right. Like, All right. The, Increasingly unhinged, paranoid Steve Austin of 2001. Okay. The heel Steve Austin that no one liked, but is great, actually. And yeah, then. I'll, I'll have further thoughts about this later, obviously. For my third pick, uh, I, I really. I, I was coming up dry on a lot of stuff. Like, I was like, do I go with Dracula? Because that's kind of like my standby in all things. Uh, like, do I try and figure somebody who would have, like, the the. the Wait, there's something really interesting. Like, is there a kind of uh, something about vampires having to be invited in? Santa always kind of sneaking. Hey, listen, hey, listen. He only works at night. You know what I'm saying? He can go through. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. Don't don't. Yeah, the Dracula, Santa Dracula. That's pretty. There's something there. There's something. There's a lot lot to do with that. And I had like, oh, well, does is it Dracula going to the North Pole or is it Santa coming to Dracula's castle? I mean, it's got to be Santa's got to make that delivery. He's got to bring the coal. Santa's got to go in. But I didn't want to do that because I thought, like, that's what everybody's going to be expecting. So I spent some time today. I did also think about the character Clifford from the film Clifford. Oh, that's good. Because of the Martin Short connection from the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I settled on was I, I, I had to think. It's like, who is cruel and demented enough to want to kill Santa Claus and take his power? And the answer to that question was obvious, and that is uh, former Detroit Piston Bill Lambeer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Chris, I specifically said in our email that <laughs> you do don't use real people. I don't. I didn't read that one. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of skimmed that last part of the email. I was I, I, because I just thought that Kyle's Bill Cosby pitch was going to be so great. I was like, you know what? It's worth the risk. I can't wait to hear Kyle go to the mat for the cause. I can't wait to hear Kyle Stark's pen, the origin of the Santa cause. Dude, I can do it right now. I have a full reason why, why Bill uh, Cosby could do it. Great. First of all, absolutely not. Who's got, not. got two, two thumbs and four Santa candidates? Kyle Starks. Uh, Matt, if I need to, I will say that this is the character Bill Lambeer from Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. Okay, oh, that's look, a great I, game. I think we could I, – I don't think we're actually doing libel and we could win a lawsuit. But if we get sued at all, this show ends. Guys, guys, no. But guys, you, you're not going to get sued because of the Santa Claus. Hey. <laughs> it's in the country. It's, it's already protected. What, what is the, these guys said I wanted to be Santa Claus. That's how this lawsuit sounds. <laughs> Any legal these action. fucking jokers. These guys said I'm a murderer. They Any legal it. action 
taken against this show will end this show. The character from Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball, Bill Lambeer. A day of hiring a lawyer is in our entire Patreon for a year. We're never going to get to that, Kevin. No, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. No one cares. They're all on, everyone's honored that we would suggest they would want to be Santa Claus. And I think it's clear you're speaking about a character from a video game, not beloved athlete and public figure. Bill <laughs> uh, Matt Fraction, please. I'm so well, stoked about this. I came with 10, so buckle up, Buttercups. Uh, Omar from The Wire. Yes. Uh, uh, the Electric Eliminators from The Warriors. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Professor Jerry. Which one well, you they? never see them. You just hear their name. You never. Okay, I think okay. they're. Even you better. might see them at the beginning. I think they're maybe wearing satin vests. Yeah, They've got the van with all the lights on it, right? That's the electric limiters. <laughs> I think you're thinking about John Wayne Gacy again. But okay, uh, uh, Professor yeah. Jerry Hathaway um, from Real Genius. Um, yes. Dark Side and, and Dark Side is a tribute to last year's show and that ty templeton two-pager because i the more and more i thought i was a little like i think he landed at four on the final list and i was a little like mezzo mezzo on the story but the more i thought about it like the idea of santa going to apocalypse santa going to apocalypse to deliver coal to dark side every year it's just like that's pretty fucking great so what if dark side is enough of this coal man i've come to take with them um uh stuntman mike but my pitch there is that stuntman mike would fight santa chronicle santa and I've got all kinds of scoop and insight into that one, let me tell you. So a Kurt Russell versus Kurt Russell showdown. Um, Yuckmouth, as voiced by Scatman Crothers from the Bod Squad uh, uh, thing. He, he was the, the, the he didn't brush his teeth and he eats junk food. Uh, El Guapo uh, from the Three Amigos. Yeah, uh, El Guapo's great. That's a good one. That's uh, uh, all, although, although I've got a really great def- – the, the, the way to defeat El Guapo is real simple and real clean, though. So he would be like the first one up. Um, Aldo, uh, played by Claude Akins in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Um, cops. <laughs> Just general. Like and, uh, and, and adult onset diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> diabetes. I like, I, I, I was like, uh, obvious obesity related heart, heart attack, right. cardiac arrest, clear. clear. <laughs> they fired the silent killer. I, uh, I feel like Matt that's Wilson is the only person. Calvin for sure. Matt Wilson is the only person who was like, Did I want to have fun with my friends. <laughs> what? Matt Wilson came in wanting to have fun with his friends, and we all we all came in wanting to get sued and beat me. What? I don't want to get sued. What, who, what on my list could get us sued? Yuckmouth isn't real. No, I'm going to get I, us sued. Diabetes can't kill it. Uh, hold me on. and Kyle I'm are going to get, get us sued, and, 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 you're, and you're making it sad. <laughs> I'm making it sad. Should I take onset? Di- you want me to take all adult onset diabetes off? I can do that. I have. A, I am diabetic. How do you defeat it with uh, diet, exercise? Diet exercise. Yeah, can the I, end. I, right? It's I saw that. I saw that. Schweitzer about this list. Tyler, you taking a Zipic? That's. I'm not. No, I did. I I take a jar. I'm on Jardians, guys. Can you can you get me some? Can you get me some of Zipic? I don't know what that is. Uh, they didn't offer it's, me that. It's also diabetes medication. Uh, is it, it one you see a commercial your... for? Don't take those. Yes, yeah. It's it lowers your A one C. Oh, I was telling Chris Schweitzer about this list, and uh, I was going to do a thing where I was like, "Well, this is the ways that I would kill that I yeah. would kill Santa Claus." And he said, "He said to me, he said you would be a terrible Santa Claus because you don't think children are special." And I looked at my <laughs> idiot kids, and I was like, "He's right." 
But I was also like, he's like, also, he's like, he said, why would you even want to? I was like, I, I, I don't even know why I want to be Santa Claus. I already have a great beard. Uh, I'm living well. And he's like, oh, it's because you could eat milk and cookies again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I'm lactose intolerant, too. So I you know, would kill Santa Claus. You know what, guys? I just took adult onset diabetes off of my list and I replaced it with Kyle Starks. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. Well, Matt, Kyle, are you going to sue us? No. Are you, Ming, or Bill Lampier going to sue us? I heard no. three no's of different bassy baritones. <laughs> Deep, powerful voices of All right. of men who would never take legal action as, as a form of cowardice, if we're all honest here, right? We're going to go into our storytelling part. Matt Fraction, for in the interest of time, mm-hmm. pick top three. Do what? Wait, wait. Say that again. In the interest of time, I heard that pick part. your top three. <laughs> pick my three? No, we should pick each other. Oh, well, all right. Oh, you guys, you guys pick three from my list because I'm side, honestly kind of feeling like the answer now is Kyle Starks. <laughs> for Matt to tell? Oh my! God. Like no, I think like that's of all the characters. I think that's the one. That's the one we should focus on. I have, okay, I have three ways that I would do it. I have three ways that I would go Santa Claus. And I'm not suing anybody. I got three. And you're just going to say these plans out loud. I you better hope no one loud. comes after Santa, because if you're going to declare your three Santa assassination plans... No, I'm going to do them right now. I'll do them real quick. Number one, uh, gelatinous cube in the chimney. He's not getting through that. You're like, what? That's not real? Santa's not real, dummy. He's getting stuck in that cube, and I'm stabbing him with a knife. Done. Santa Claus, that's me. I'm eating all the cookies. Okay, wait, okay. wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. False. Because the second you two go to stab Santa in the gelatinous cube, you're in the fucking gelatinous cube. No, no, don't mean Santa. Listen, nope, nope. That's a draw. Listen, that's, a, that's no, no. Because he's either a gas in the cube or he's a tiny little version of himself. I don't know how that chimney magic works. But yeah, but if you're gonna off, stab him, it doesn't matter. You touch the cube, you're in the cube. You're dead. No, no, just no, no. Just the just the tip of the knife is going in there. Ding, no, just okay. the tip. Just the yeah, tip. Yeah, just, how many times okay. have you said that, Kyle Stark? Shame on you. Different podcast, different holiday. Um, what holiday? Ding, 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 he's dead. I'm Santa Claus. Holiday. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that's my sex holiday. Uh, that's a that's a September 13th. Kyle Stark's sex holiday. Um, just the tip uh, day we call it. Ding, 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 ding. I'm, I'm really. It's really cool that you're you're, you're taking nine eleven back. That's awesome. <laughs> when I say thirteenth, right? It's a couple days later. It's fine. Come on, baby. Yeah, get over like, it. I got, two, I got two towers for you, sweetheart. Is what I said. No. Oh wow. Wow. Oh the oh the J R R Tolkien book. Okay, I got you. Go ahead. I can't believe we're gonna have to. Uh, the, this episode's never gonna come out. There's no fifteenth Christmas special. It was going so well. I, I maintain the minute you touch the gelatinous cube, you are one with the cube, and that is the flaw in your plan. All right. I disagree with this. But I got two what, more. What, I mean, Chris, Chris Wilson, get, go get in here. I mean, my concern would be, like, the gelatinous cube classically deals acid damage, which would destroy the knife. But, so I just have to wait for Santa's unpervious jacket to come out, then, right? Yeah, but that was, but that was, you're thinking that after you've stabbed your arm into a gelatinous cube, like, oh, this isn't how I'm going. Oh, here's like, I, I, listen, I put the gelatinous cube in there. I, these are the rules that I know. It by. I would know yeah. more about it if I'm putting it in my chimney. Will the jacket survive? Mm. Does he turn into a gas when he goes down the chimney? I don't even know how that works. It's it's listen. It's the first of three plans, guys. Yeah, that's what I'm, I think. I'm, I'm saying hit us with plan two. I think plan one is flawed. Hit hit us with plan two. All right, here's what number two is. Number two is uh, Pine and Merrimack, which is my new book coming out from Boom next year. It's going to sell so well. I'm going to make so much money. In Fraction, you know about this comic money. You're rolling around in it like crazy. I'm going to make so much money 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to buy a drone strike. Done. Buy Santa. Uh, yeah. Also, you can still buy Pine Merrack because this is not real. I'm not going to use the money to kill Santa Claus. He's not real either. So you can buy Pine of Merrack. It comes out uh, January 3rd safely. That's number two. Easy. Hang on. All right. Oh, oh. We know for a fact that 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 Boom Studios money could absolutely buy you anything in the world. That's yeah, I look at Keanu. Yeah, unless you're, you're unless great. you're you know unless you're the co-creator of Lumberjanes, sure. Yeah. Uh, my yeah, issue with that publisher. would be what is the what is the lo- lowest rate I ever got? What is the uh, what is the how are you going to get a drone that is fast enough to get to Santa? Also, like, are you also a drone strike on Santa himself on the sleigh? A drone strike on the North Pole? No, no, North Pole. Listen, he only works one day a year. I know where he Dude, is. Do you think what, what, you think your fucking drones are going to be able to get to the North Pole? NORAD yeah. can't. The Soviets couldn't. Come, forget a beer. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I like, don't think you know about drones. I don't think you I don't know even, about North Pole. I don't, I don't even think we need the North Pole, except for Christmas. theoretically where it's at. Also, I, also, I, I think that's lazy work. I think that's lazy assassinship uh, drone strike. It, no, that's no, a, that's dictatorship. That's not a killer. That's no, there's no it, pride in your work. Listen, I'm just here. I'm just here to make sure full full service done, quick and easy. He's gone. I, 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 I think I think you will find that many have tried and none have succeeded <laughs> in attacking the North Pole from the air, sir. I, you know what's so funny about this? I, I asked Benito Serrano, who is uh, a, a super fan, once about because I have this Christmas story, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think?" And he's like, I, "He's like, what do you think the North, the little village, he, the little village he lives in is like?" And he's like, "You don't want to hear my version. He's got griffins. So listen, it's possible the Santa griffins would indeed stop the drone strike." Yeah, but I don't even think you need Christmas magic for this one because I think that's like like dro- like d- drones are are basically toys. Yeah. No, like, no. They're like well, they're missiles. What are you talking? The yeah, Buster Buster. That, that's toys. how we killed. What's his name? Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great when you're flying in the clear blue skies <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a of a Middle Eastern uh, uh, nation. Uh, you're talking about the North Pole at Christmas. There's zero visibility. There's Why wind. It Christmas. It could be March. Why am I doing it at Christmas? You think when, what, what, just, when do you? Oh man, you are so hot chocolate. Here's how fucked you are. You think Santa's at the North Pole in March? Get it yeah, together, I dude. I think he is. No way. All right. I'll, also, there's, there's like, like three days a year, you can be certain Santa is at the North Pole. Those that's the twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Like that's it. You those are the Brad, days you know he's there for certain. You, than that, you don't think he's, he has to be there to keep an eye he's on? He's got himself? material to source. He's got vendors. He's got to deal with. This he's is interesting. Got, do you think he? Do you think he does that? I thought he just used Christmas magic to make iPads. Hey, here's some stuffing for your teddies, elves. Get to work. I can't believe I'm the one offended by someone rejecting the premise. The irony is not lost on me, Chris it's Sims. So Matt. good. It's so good for me to be here for this. I feel like the difference is, is that you're not a dummy like me, and you understand things. All right, what's your third plan? What's your third tactic? Wait, 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 wait. One more thing about this drone plan. You you have to get the jacket. You have to get the coat. So you're I know, gonna, I'm just going to roll up there later. Take Okay, so you're going to sort through the rubble yeah. of Santa's Christmas Village at the North Pole. I haven't had a donut in uh, seven years. You think I'm not pan-digging di- through it? Are you in, kidding me? In hopes that it didn't get destroyed. I think it's impervious. I think 
uh, reindeer versus drone strike uh, is a cool scene. Yeah, agreed. Killer attack reindeer, Donner and Blitzen blasting. But basically, they're just cannon fodder, though. You know that, right? They're just like flying into it. Yeah, I think that I, sounds like somebody who's never seen a reindeer that can fly before. It sounds like somebody who hasn't listened to Rob Halford's Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Kyle, that's, that's yeah, what's, 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 what's plan number three, Golgo? Come on, hit us. <laughs> I don't think I want to do the third one now. <laughs> no, no, no. Big, big, Mr. Big Talk came in here saying I got three plans. I got three plans. Here's, here's the thing. I still believe in all these plans. And I don't believe in uh, this drone theory, A+. plus. Gelatinous cube, I got him. Oh, there's all sorts of magic things stuck in those gelatinous cubes. I see it all the time. I've seen drawings. Yeah, the po- but the point is, the second you come in contact with, the, even let's say you get I the don't know if that's in true. Yeah. The gelatinous cube knew that I let him go. He'd be my friend. That's like, guys, I no, think no. that bear really liked me. I think they eventually defecate things out. That's all. And it'd be a small cube because it's in my chimney. Also, if uh, if sand is turned into a gas to descend, it's problematic. Yeah, then I'm fucked for sure. For sure, you ain't getting that jacket one way. Or the no, other. I'm not getting anything. Just except getting a bunch of Santa little farts. Santa you're, getting a, you're getting a mouthful of Santa fart. That's your gift. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. It's not a perfect plan, but what is? Who has the perfect Santa height? Well, you, you got you got one more, bud. All right, here's my last one. It's even dumber than those other two because once again. I didn't completely understand the rules, so I didn't put a lot of thought into this. But this one involves subterfuge, he says, eyebrow raised. So I was talking to Chris Weiser again, and he said, um, I maybe don't remember this right, but I remember when I was was, uh, younger, a very popular, extremely, there was like an animated show, like the claymation shows about this, uh, like like his inner circle. And there was a a reindeer that... um, that he, they didn't let play with the other reindeers. They really kind of shadowed him. I'm like, that's my end. And I told Chris about this, Chris Schweitzer about this earlier, and he's like, I don't think you remember that right. And that might be true because I had mono a lot um, during Christmas because I'm what you call a real mistletoe hustler. You know what I mean? I'm getting the kissing disease left and right. And, of course, I'm talking about um, Adolf, the fascist reindeer, who I think could be converted into sort of uh, listening to me, coming to my plan. We Tanya Harding, Rudolph. Adolf is in charge. He also has a weird nose. And he's crashing that baby. First chance, he's going straight down. By, by, that, he has a weird nose. Do you mean he has a little Hitler mustache? Little mustache, yeah. I it's it's weird for me to to visually see what's going on with it. Oh, um, no more internet for you, Rudolph. <laughs> Sorry, that's my number. That's my number three play. Now, of course, the issue is is that once I'm Santa Claus and Adolf is in, he's obviously going to be a, a problem for me also. Because once you crash one Santa sleigh, you want to you want to scratch that itch forever. Um, so I have to figure well, also, out what I would do about Kyle, Adolf the Fatchist reindeer. Kyle, you're now aligned with him. You, like your allies, he's my underling. Really, your allies define that's, who you are. I don't think that's better, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like I like infiltrating the reindeer. Is there's something to it? I think there's a lot of question marks. But it's a it's a vulnerability that maybe Santa has a kind of over maybe maybe that would be a way in. I think I said there's a lot of question marks after that, but maybe that's a place that Santa wouldn't necessarily triple and quadruple check the you know I, that everybody was. I feel like I feel like you have to account for his like naughty sense, like his spider sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So drone strike, you're good. 
I don't think he pays attention to these reindeer that much. Yeah, does, yeah does, does Santa, can Santa detect who's naughty animals and nice animals? Are animals capable of being naughty and nice? I'm yes. going to tell you this, Adolf is a piece of work. <laughs> well, so I can't wait to see Adolf the Fascist Reindeer from Boom Comics this January. Uh, Kyle Stark's new book sounds great. He get a lot of Merrimack. I'm here I'm hearing a lot. I'm hearing a lot about it. It's a cozy detective novel. I I will say I was very excited about the premise of Kyle Stark's b- attempting to become the new Santa through assassination, but I don't I don't think the 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 plans no, less are so flawed. you're saying. The plans are flawed. Yeah. Well, here, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing too is like you're not going to be able to determine where the where the sleigh crashes, like what if Adolf gets to the jacket before you? No, no, he's not. We have an arrangement. Oh yeah, because Adolf the fascist reindeer is a real, you know, uh, what was the Rebenthrow? What was the what was Hitler's plan? We, we promise not to invade you. Uh, agreements. We we talked. He was very charismatic. He really convinced me, you know, hmm. that this plan would work. I have become so uncomfortable with how this has gone. Yeah. Number four was Bill Cosby. Do you want to hear about that one? No. No, absolutely not. I I I can't wait to read the article about how uh there's a there's a dapper intellectual dark web among reindeer. (laughs) Do your research. So like I thought Vegeta would be fun. Did you just cock a gun? I popped open my seventh beer I've been already. It sounded like a it sounded like a weapon being cocked. Wow. Oh well, that's that's I that's I think we're at time, folks. Oh, it's exciting to be a part of the last ever War Rocket Ajax. Oh no, Kyle Stark's finally ruined War Rocket Ajax. <laughs> that's disappointing. Do, do we have, do we have any others that we want to we want to go in depth on? Well, I can tell you how I would defeat Kyle Starks coming to kill. If, if I'm writing the story where Kyle Starks is coming for Santa, yeah, let's hear it. Santa comes out with a big plate of cookies and goes, "Buddy, I got them cookies, <sighs> and these are them Christmas cookies. These are the good cookies. I'm Santa. These are the best cookies. Can I? You're gonna I kill have, me. You're gonna take over. One? I'm an old man, and truth be told, I'm old. I'm ready to hang it up. You do it for a while, pal. See how it yeah. changes. It's fine. But first, oh, that's nice. have, have some Christmas cookies. Boom. Get you with the adult onset diabetes right there. I already have it. Yeah. Yeah. But he like makes it go real bad for you real quick. And I mean, really eating three of those cookies would fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And you can, you know, we'd have a, oh, that's that. So that's, that's it. Just, just classic Christmas cookies here. Yeah. He's right. Matt, I I am guessing based on my knowledge of my my limited knowledge of the Hitman video games, mm-hmm. that that there would be some kind of Rube Goldberg contraption in order to effectively murder Santa Claus and get his jacket. Well, I his plan. Okay, so the the Hitman approach that I had in mind is that he's sent to the North Pole by. His Kyle Starks <clears throat> by Kyle Starks <laughs> by his long- millionaire Kyle Starks uh, by his longtime employers, the International Contract Agency, which is actually a subsidiary of Providence, an evil 
corporation that wants to know everything about everyone to kill Santa because they want all the naughty and nice information that Santa has. Okay. They're not interested necessarily in the Santa Claus in a person being Santa. They'll, they'll get some kind of figurehead to be Santa, but what they really want is all that sweet personal information about children. Right. So they send, Agent 47 to the North Pole. And at the North Pole, Agent 47 has many different options for how he could possibly kill Santa. He might just snipe him from a tower, or he might set a yeah a Rube Goldbergian series of events in motion where Santa comes out to watch some fireworks and falls off a balcony, right? Like, it, it could be any number of things. But... Before Agent 47 does any of that, uh, he gets a phone call telling him that Santa's not really the problem, it's Providence, and uh, he abandons the mission. Uh, that's, that's, actually the, that's actually the story we tell every Christmas, right before yeah, that's we open right. presents. That's right. I, the thing that I don't like about this story, because I do like that, I do like that that set up, Matt. The thing that I don't like about it is that Santa is not much of an actor in it. Well, Santa is behind the phone call that comes to Agent <gasps> Oh, so he's like, ho, 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 you now don't Guess know. what? You don't know who you're really working for. They're very naughty. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then can like the last bit be that he takes Agent 47's name off of the naughty list and puts it on. Oh. That's good, actually. I see, that's good. That's that's what I was hoping for. From when, you, when you reveal it sort of like a, a claw from, um, yeah, you know, from Inspector Gadget, Inspector where Gadget. after the phone call is made, like the, you know, the gloved hand and the fur collar hangs up the phone and then opens the naughty list. Yeah. I like that ending. That's a good ending. That's a solid ending. I appreciated the, um, Fidelity to the ridiculous structure that every one of those Hitman missions seems to have. Yes, I, I I'm a fan, and so uh, I want it to actually be like a DLC Hitman level that you could play. That actually would be pretty well, great. I think you just made those guys a million dollars. Chris, do you have it? Do you have a Stone Cold Steve Austin story? Oh, it would. I mean. It would essentially be that that time that Stone Cold and Booker T fought in a grocery store. Okay, but, but in the toy shop, in the in the in the workshop, just just a big all out brawl. Because I think I see. I think Santa Santa's going to throw hands with the best of them. So I think that's just a very simple story. Stone Cold is undone by his paranoia. Because I, I think Stone Cold desperately wants to be on the nice list. But obviously he's not. He is, he's not. No. He gives everybody the finger. So is it Santa so is it Santa who asks for a price check on a jackass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Santa goes, you remind me of a jackass. <laughs> All right. I think the All more right. the, the more interesting one to play out would be Bill Lambeer. Because uh, I think the question to that is the video game character Bill Lambeer. Video game character from Bill Lambeer's combat basketball, oh, not the athlete. Oh, okay, my notes are all wrong. I was thinking we were talking about the actual athlete. We're talking about fictional character from a video game, Bill Lambeer. Uh, yeah, now I'm clear. 
the fictional character, which is a thing that we can discuss critically under the First Amendment. Because uh, I think the answer to that question is, did you not think Santa could hoop? Uh, this is like a, a Charles Barkley Godzilla situation. Very much so. Very much. That's so. canon, I, by the way. But I, is it true, Matt, that you're Godzilla's dad now? Mm-hmm. I'm his daddy. Very interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Hang on, Matt Fraction. Do, do you have to be 100% fucking honest with me right now and not try to lie to me like you do every Christmas about things like Huey Lewis being in Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> that guy just looks like Huey Lewis. <laughs> Did you make Godzilla versus Barkley canon explicitly? Did I? Can I? No, Um, um, because there's sort of there's sort of uh, different Godzilla continuities. You know, there's a Godzilla minus one is in theaters right now. It's fucking amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. It's it's. I can't even talk about how good it is because it I would take all the joy out of it for people who haven't seen it. Um, but it's different than the Godzilla that's in like the legendary monster verse. If you don't love, if, if one didn't love Godzilla and obviously they would love your show cause it's amazing. Would they also love that movie? Godzilla minus one. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh, uh, everyone will love Godzilla minus one. That's kind of what I've heard. Um, it is kind of a reboot. You know, kind of like it's not like anything. So, but it's a period piece. It's really about it's it's a it's a it's a reiteration of Godzilla from a very Japanese point of view that maybe um, they were unable to articulate in 1954. That's very interesting. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. A lot of the, no, no, no. But like, based on it was interesting to me. Just like based on a lot of the conversations I had with the folks at Toho. Uh, over the last year is sort of one of the things that kind of expressed to me was like, like, yes, it's, yes, it's about the war and, you know, nuclear horror and all of that. But there's, there is a lot of very, there's, there's a lot of Japanese sentiment in it about, about the war, about the shame of loss, about like survivor's guilt, about the kind of national character before and after the war that, that, that sort of, you wouldn't necessarily get anywhere other than Japan. And this is a movie that very much, dives into this stuff even so much so that like godzilla kind of looks like my, my son i actually articulated this perfectly godzilla kind of looks like a scab he doesn't look so scaly i mean he you know what i mean it's it's yeah, interesting scab it's like he's literally a walking wound um it's just terrific it's it's really yeah, awesome. really fantastic um and i'm i'm so it's yeah i it's it's so fucking great and i'm i'm psyched that hopefully there's a lot of good things for Godzilla fans to be into right now, I hope. So wait, is there at least, at least two Godzilla that, that that played basketball with Charles Barkley in the Grand Canyon? I believe that was the I believe that was the uh, Paul McGann of Godzilla's the 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 nineteen ninety seven Godzilla, I believe. Okay. Even though does the the model was off, uh but it was around that era, I believe that was around the time. So all I'm all I'm saying is you you can't come on this show and say something like that's canon and get my hopes up on Christmas. You know, Chris, we've only had, we've only had, you know, we, we've only had one season. The sixth episode has come out while we've been recording this. Uh, who is not, who's to say what is canon and what isn't canon in this show yet? We, 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 we've, you know, maybe we'll be lucky and have more seasons and more things to explore down the road. You know, it's not like characters sit down and say, so what's canon, <laughs> you know? 
I just I, maybe we'll I, I need to know if I need to be looking for Sir Charles when I'm watching. Why? While we're on this, let me just clarify that the Godzilla in the comic Godzilla versus Barkley, the Dark Horse the commercial, comic, the commercial, is the one from the Nike commercial. Mm-hmm. The Nike commercial is from 1992. Oh, okay. The comic is from 1993. Okay. So maybe the Nike commercial is a whole different continuity. Yeah, I think that would have been the the. Oh, I can't remember the name of the eras, but yes, that would have been that era. That would have been the end of that era. Is that the, that the, the, the Shoai era? Maybe I'm, I don't have the I don't have the stuff in front of me. I'm sorry. No. Would that have been like Godzilla '85? Godzilla ish. ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that was actually the start of that cycle. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I cannot recommend Godzilla. Uh, 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 it would be the Heisei era, H-E-I-S-E-I era, from 84 to 95. Okay. That right. started hey, so, with the return of Godzilla in 1984. That's not very Christmassy, though. So with this Bill and Bear thing, <laughs> let me let – because me, everyone was really mean to me when I did mine, even though I did them in good faith and thought we were all friends. I'm just throwing that uh-huh. out there. That's no big deal, though. Well, well um, we, 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 we are doing this. We, we are all friends. We just didn't think you'd suck so bad. That's fair. And that is everything. One, do you think – so here's the thing. Bill and Bear wasn't really all that good at basketball, so I think just about anyone could defeat him. Do you think part of the plan would be – that he, just to get a sweat going, and maybe Santa will take the, the coat off, and then he's going to clobber him. Because here's the thing: if we're going for, if you want an NBA player, like if you want a basketball player who could clobber someone, there's this guy uh, who's. This is for real. I'm not making this up. I'm an NBA guy. You guys know that. Um, his name's James Johnson, and he comes from a family of MMA fighters, and he's like, uh, he's like five and zero oh or something. His nickname is Bloodsport, and like that's the guy. That's the basketball player that's going to. Uh, he's not real. The fictional, the I'm talking about the EA Sports NBA 2K24 character James Johnson, um, but he's the one who could kill someone for you if you wanted an NBA player to do it, um, in sort of a man-to-man combat sort of way. Not like a they would very definitely kill you because those are different guys too. It's like Spencer Haywood. Well, Kyle, as I think you and I have talked about, I'm not an NBA guy. What what I am is someone who really likes sports documentaries. So my opinion on the fictional character of Bill and Beer. Bill and Beer from Bill and Beer's Combat Basketball on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System is informed by the person Bill Lambier's appearance in the Bad Boys documentary about the the Detroit Pistons. That's a great documentary, by the way. Yes, it's it's fantastic. Everyone it's should watch. Amazing. Uh, it's where he talks about how it was his role to like mentally and physically try to destroy people. He was the goon. He was he was like, yeah, he was like the goon in, in in hockey team. He kind of yeah. blew himself up though. He he really like Larry Bird whipped him all the time. Like he never won anything. You know what I mean? But he was sort of a, a potster for sure. Yeah. I'm so physically, a Kermit a Kermit Washington. Once, once through has thrown one fun, one punch in NBA history, and it literally broke Rudy Tomjanovich's face. Like he was running behind him, and he turned and just full punch. This is in the game. That's what I'm just saying. There's a, there's better, uh, completely fictional human, uh, well, pro basketball I, players. 
I got the feeling that Bill Lambier, the person, enjoyed playing the role of. I think I think a lot of those Detroit guys did too, for sure. Yeah, um, well, Bill Kyle, Kyle, I, I think maybe part of the premise that we, we maybe didn't explain as well as we should have <laughs> is is that they're not supposed to succeed. They're not supposed to kill Santa. Santa is supposed to thwart them. In All the right, part here's, of the- here's my picks then. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, um, that's number one. I mean, they're not going to succeed. That's the whole fun point. It has to be a challenge, but Santa ultimately overcomes the attempt. Mm, I think he, I think because Matt Fraction will see the flaw in any good plan is number one. <laughs> And he'll be real mean about it. That's why. That's Number why one. I killed. Kar- that's why I killed Karnak when I got my hands in the Inhumans. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fraction. Is there anybody uh, that you want to want to go into on your list? Do your list again, real fast. Do your list again. Dark Side. Yeah, Omar. Uh, uh, Omar from The Wire, The Electric Eliminators, uh, Professor Jerry Hathaway from Real Genius. I want him. I want him. Um, Stuntman Mike Yuckmouth. El Guapo from Three Migos, Aldo from Battle of the Planet of the Apes, the idea yeah. of cops, and you, but we already handled you, so that one we can cut the uh, And diabetes, which will handle me eventually. Well, that was sort of a twofer, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say, for me, I would love to hear El Guapo. I'd love to hear We're a Genius. I think, Personally. unfortunately, I think El Guapo is a real easy one. I think that's, I think, I think if there's like the 10 killers, El Guapo would be the first of the 10 and the one that Santa would take care of. And I realized after I'd put him on the list, that it's it's one of my favorite jokes, one of my favorite lines in Three Amigos, is uh, when El Guapo's opening his birthday presents and he sweater. opens one and you just hear him go, "Oh, it's a sweater." Mm-hmm. I just think Santa has to give him a nice sweater, and El Guapo would be like, "How can I kill the man that gives me such magnificent sweaters?" And then they would have a, a fiesta, a, a real Feliz Navidad. Those two. I Still a good story though. That you included El Guapo in a a true plethora of options. <laughs> <laughs> and Santa agrees. It, yes, El Guapo, you can have my watch when I am dead. Yeah, those as El Guapo. I was like, oh, it's a sweater. You just get to give him a sweater. It makes him happy. Because um, I also believe that most hitmen, well, not most, but I think there's, there's a certain kind of killer that will accept better terms on the cusp of completing one job to turn on the people who who hired him. You know, I think there's a certain brand of hitman of killer that right as you're about to right as they're about to pop somebody, the guy goes, "I'll pay you double." Okay, great. Now I got a new boss. Yeah, great. Wapo would be super mercenary like that, and 100. percent I will admit, uh, Professor Jerry Hathaway. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to involve those smart kids from that school. Uh, that's about as far as I got. I was just like, oh boy, uh, I don't know. But I, Santa's going to have to convince a bunch of cynical teenage geniuses that he's real, that their professor Jerry Hathaway is trying to kill him. And that he needs their help somehow. I mean, and, uh, I was interested in this because he was defeated by popcorn. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He's got some real, there's some real kind of Dracula bullshit loopholes in, in his armor. I do feel like of that list, he's the one I can definitely see going, I'm going to kill Santa Claus. And I want it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think he absolutely would would, would want it. Um, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it goes to the popcorn. Maybe it's uh, decorating a tree and Santa uses it as like a lariat. Again? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It at least would... I don't think it needs to... I think there needs to, there needs to be one part of many bits of combat, you know? 
because it is otherwise like oh it's just like the end of real genius the guy's like like popcorn is his literal kryptonite Nah, it's all right i do like that you had multiple entries on your list that was three times as long as it needed to be i wasn't kidding i've thought about this for a year i mean you didn't think about the weird genius one though well, I mean, I didn't want to come like full. A part of it was like wanting to come up with some and be like, "All right, how would how would Jerry, <laughs> Professor Jerry Hathaway's going to kill Santa? How does Santa stop him?" That's that's for me. That's the promise of this particular premise. Here, real quick, the way he would do it, he had access to a, like a like a, a Star science, Wars laser a satellite, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how they made the popcorn go off. Like, mm-hmm. that's who I should have gotten instead of the drone. Yep, the guy with the Star Wars laser satellite. Yep. Yep. Well, you live and you learn, Santa Claus killers. But I think that's interesting. I mean, like, that's really interesting if, like, that's the first strike is the North Pole is destroyed. And that's how Santa knows someone's after Santa. <laughs> and then it's interesting. And then Santa doesn't have his HP. doesn't have his signed it, Kingpin. <laughs> He's got his naughty list, though. He knows. Well, you knows shouldn't have signed it, Professor Jerry Hathaway. <laughs> he opens the naughty list and the name fades in at the very bottom. And that's how he knows yeah. who did it. Yeah. Uh, but but I like that multiple entries that you had were multiple people, like oh, cops and the, the electric eliminators and the concept of cops. Right. Well, I mean, I think the electric eliminators. I mean, really, it was a matter of wanting to get Santa into the Warriors world, the extended Warriors universe. Um. Then I think then it just it's 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 just sort of about which Dude, I gang. was thinking. You're, what you said at the beginning is like, what is your blank, like your Santa versus blank? And the Santa Warriors comic, I'm in. I'm in on it. Yeah, Santa Santa has to bring, Santa's going to Coney Island to deliver toys mm-hmm. to, I guess, Ajax. Yeah. And the other gangs are going to make sure that he doesn't leave. Well, because uh, the sleigh breaks down breaks and he's got to go on foot. Park. Yep. So he's got to so he's got to go on he's got to go on foot through a lot of things. And like the warriors, he refuses to take off his colors while passing through their territory, and that's that's an act of war. Exactly. I do know the only thing I know for sure is at the end. However, it ends up, I think there's a new gang on the scene called the Jingle Boys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like some I don't know elf guys or something. I don't know. Well, they they wear like the Santa Claus, but they have like they have like little no sleeves on their on their face paint. Yeah, yeah, like red denim vests. Yeah, that's good. Hey, hey, they say the Warriors is real holly and jolly. <laughs> I, I think can we. Just refer to us as the Jingle Boys. Sure, I think, that's, I think you have to now. I think that's it. Now it took us. It, you know, it took fifteen years, guys, but we finally got there. <laughs> uh, I love it, and I don't think you need to go into any explanation on cops, as we all know. A can. Thank oh. you for that light chortle. <laughs> One one thing that I do want to point out that I think is interesting given the history of this show, we none of us mentioned the people that I think have been plotting and planning the death of Santa Claus for Coca-Cola who, for almost two decades, which is Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope, the insane clown. Well, it's, it's certainly true that none of us mentioned them. 
It did cross my mind that that, that the uh, ICP hates Santa Claus. Records, the entire psychopath, psychopathic records family could arguably go on this list. But I, they said so in a song. Not listen to this show, Kyle. Than than you being shocked that the ICP wants to murder Santa Claus. I don't really pay attention to anything outside of this house. I'm just now learning about drones and gelatinous cubes. Well, boy, do we have a special war rocket Ajax for you to hear. <laughs> what number is it? I'm, is it? Is this is this really episode six sixty four? Are we that close to six sixty six and blew it? Yes. Fuck me. I mean. It's it's six sixty three. Six sixty six is going to have to be yes. This a, could be another. broken up into three parts, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, I think that I think that brings this fun discussion to a close. But I had a I had a very fun time uh, talking to to all of you about this, my fellow Jingle Boys. <laughs> it was literally uh, half as long as I expected. No, no, this a very, very fun time. Fraction, thank you for, for staying in this cabin for an entire year, thinking up so many, so many entries for your list. Uh, and Kyle, thank you for keeping Fraction Company in the in, in the cabin on Mount Premise. He was time. nicer when it was just me and him, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest. It's like once his friends show up, he's a different person, you know? Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't wanna, I'll I don't, you know what it is, is that I don't want to lose you to them and I'm lashing out and I can hear myself doing it and I don't know how to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sad. I, I feel, I feel bad. I'm going to keep I, coming back to him every time guys. I'm just going to keep coming yeah. back. I'll get better. I know I can get better. I want to get better. I want to be better for you. Uh, See, I believe him for fun. I could read out some of the suggestions. Ooh, the yes. All right. Uh, Kate Bishop, real name. That's a callback. That's very good. Yep. Says uh, Elena Belova uh, could 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 have a plot. Uh, That's my know, widow. Chris Sims here. I want to go, and I thought this is where this was. I thought this was coming up in the the basketball. But you know, I think uh, Santa takes off that uh, that uh, the, the big red and the red and the fur and the, the jacket, and underneath he he looks like the Guardians Santa. Yeah. Ripped to hell. Swolled up. Yeah. Swole. Tattooed. Wrist straps for a reason. Not Kate. Any all from the Discord says Francisco Scaramanga. Ooh, ooh. I don't know who that is. That's the man man with the golden gun. Oh yeah, thank you. I know that one. Uh, Centipede Damascus suggests the main man Lobo. Pretty sure that happened. I think that happened actually, right? Uh, Yes, it did. Yeah, for sure. Lobo's paramilitary Uh, Christmas special. Yeah. Chris Kaitzer. Everybody on the Discord uh, made Kate Bishop-related names. Suggests uh, Bane will find Santa Claus and break him. You merely visit the snow. I was born here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Margo says Barry from HBO's Barry. Okay. Uh, Mm. He would get, like, right up to Santa. He really would. And then he would just. F- flip I think he out. would do it and regret it. Yeah. Oh, is that a real reindeer? Then it's, that's how that's a good Bill Hader. That's, that's a, two good that... impressions in a row. My jealousy <laughs> is high. Uh, Bonus Ghosts says Shane Sexcastle. Well, of course. 
Tiger's daughter, of course. Buck Tarkington, done. I have plenty that could kill that fat bastard. Uh, Ian Sayer says, uh, your forger from Spy Family. That would be a very fun one, but she definitely would not do it. She'd look good uh, not doing it, though. That's her thing. Another, another Kate Bishop uh, says, Ezio Adatore de Firenze uh, from uh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, you know what? He'd, uh, he'd trip over his stupid fucking hoodie. <laughs> his, 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 his fucking tuxedo tail hoodie would trip him up. On, he'd, he'd slip on the parapets of North, the North Pole and uh, die getting a fucking reindeer antler impaled through his taint. I, I feel like uh, he would approach Santa Claus and Santa Claus would just be like, I have seen a stranger map. <laughs> the video game jokes. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'll start crossing out. Someone else who claims to be Kate Bishop, but is actually Brad, says uh, the Kurgan from Highlander. I feel like that's a good one because of the Santa Claus, right? It seems like you would went in on that too. Although you could probably defeat him with a copy of the Highlander 2, The Quickening. This is great. Uh, and then Josh is bad at holiday names wants uh, to say that Marvel Santa is technically and canonically a mutant. So Orcus would send assassins after him. No. We don't recognize I would, that Santa. I would honestly love to hear Jonathan Higman's plan to assassinate Santa. All right, y'all know how everything dies. There's grass. <laughs> that's that's three. Man, that's a that's an incredible. Jonathan that's Higman. that's literally how he started to pitch his. That's that was the pitch of his Avengers run at a Marvel editorial retreat. He walked up to a dry erase board. He drew a Venn diagram blank but a circle overlapping another circle kind of motioned at it with the marker, then turned around to the room and goes, y'all know how everything dies. And that was kind of the pitch. That was it. And we're like, Oh, great pitch. John. Awesome. Can't wait to see what you do with it, buddy. Good luck. Is that an edit point? No, please tell the dog, please. I don't think I don't like this. <laughs> we're talking about the fictional character, Jonathan Hickman from Jonathan. John, listen to me, do my impression of you. Y'all know he how everything dies. <laughs> he does not listen to this show. I offered. I think, to I think we went. To, I, think, him... I think I went to three uh, heroes Mexican dinners where Hickman was there, and he didn't talk once the entire time. That sounds right. Yeah, I offered to let him come on this show and explain the rules of soccer to me, and not talk about comics at all. And Ooh. and he, he did not accept, or I think he actually said, "Yeah, sounds great," and then that was all I heard. Mm. I love that guy. Uh, He's great. That guy. He's fantastic. Y'all know how everything dies. I got it. <sighs> Keep going, Matt. Wilson. Oh, that's all. That's all. That's that's uh, the list. The rest are just repeats of people we had already named. Oh, which ones? How many El Guapos made it? How many yeah, uh, no El Guapos, uh, but uh, there was one Agent 47. Sure, am I right? Well, there were some I skipped because I, I didn't quite understand the, prim- the, the premise. We don't there. need that. Yeah, we don't need that. We're, here, we're doing the premises here. All right, the professionals are doing it. 
We don't need amateur premises. The premise masters are here. That's right. uh, somebody suggested Kingpin, but my Electra plot was going to be her working for Kingpin so that King that Kingpin could become Santa. He could become a meaningful uh, fat guy, sure. Right. <laughs> Although I like that them them dueling it out and it's like a fucking sumo battle. Like the Red That's Skull true. when he fought the Red Skull, they're taking all the clothes off. Yeah. That was that was good comics. That was a good comic, yes. Dark side was repeated. Yeah. So fraction wins basically is what you're saying. Just not a competition, Kyle. It it felt like yeah, that. yeah. No, this was this was just about yeah, yeah. I don't actually have a, I didn't actually have a story for Dark Side. I just I'm gonna tell you, it it felt like one, and it felt like I lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it doesn't have to be a competition for Kyle Starks to lose. I think that's an important thing that we all need to remember about the true meaning of Christmas. <sighs> I'm wrapping my head around that one. It feels right though. Just kidding, Kyle. You know, you know, we love you, buddy. I do, uh, I do lose a lot, though. Matt, Fraction, Kyle hmm. Starks. Yeah. Hey, thank you for buddy. joining us here in the cabin. Uh, but we were here first. You joined us. That's true. Thank you for letting... You were raised in the cabin. You merely visit here. <laughs> thank you for... I only saw that movie once. I, am I getting that line wrong? <laughs> no, you got it. You, you nailed it. You crushed it. I guess I couldn't understand it anyway. 100% movie right. what he was saying. No, like the, like just, I remember the, at one point I went to go see the movie with Sabella and at one point I just turned to him and as loudly as I could said, I can't understand anything anyone's saying. And I think the movie was so loud and the sound was so distorted. He couldn't tell what I said to him. <laughs> he just nodded. He was really yes, high. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want to plug anything? Braxton, we've talked quite a bit about what you've been working on. Well, I, and by which you, you know, I, I, we talked about it once. I mean, you know, I've only been working on it five years. If it's okay, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to overplug. I know I kind of come on and don't plug things, but you know, it's been. It's why I missed out on. It's why I broke my 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 Christmas streak, and you know, it's took five years to order. But no, no, fuck it. Let's not talk about it. I'm fine. I'm good. Oh, yeah, that was a handoff. Going to have a great Christmas. That was a handoff to you. Mm. He was talking about the Godzilla TV show on Apple that I hear is really good. Are you going to watch it yet? Interesting. Mm. Listen, I don't have Apple TV. I just you waiting for that free month subscription. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these my new series, Pied and Merrimack from Boom Comics, money to come in, and it's going to. It's going to come in big. And this comes out in January. Yeah, it comes out January third. Fantastic. Start the new year off right. Yeah, what's the, the premise? Of the book? What's the thing? Who's who? What's the story? What's the what's the thing? Here's the premise: is an ex homicide detective and her ex MMA husband. Um, she cannot. She finds that she cannot physically uh, handle a murder, so she she gives it up to open a cozy detective agency. They pull this thread they shouldn't have. They take a case they shouldn't, and each issue escalates where it gets worse and worse and worse. Pine and Merrimack. No, no applause. That's okay. okay. I, I will confess. I think this is the sixth time you've said the title, and the closest I've been able to come to it is Honda in a bear bag. Yeah, <laughs> Pine, <laughs> Pine and Merrimack, and it's the, those are the street locations of where their detective agency is. Pine there we go. Yeah. yeah, I was I was going to say, Kyle, you have been saying it very quickly. I mean, listen, hey, listen. If you're getting, they already know if they're getting it or not. You know, I can't. Saying? No, I can't wait for Kyle Stark's Honda in a bear bag coming. <laughs> What was my Christmas? What was the Christmas one that I have coming out? 
I've already forgotten. Somebody said a good title for it, but gone now. Someone was tweet at me when they listen to this podcast. Ascent Assassination? That's the name of this episode. Uh, all right, so I, I guess that's your plugs. <laughs> I, only have, I only have one thing I can announce, you know? Oh, what's that? That was it. I announced it. The Honda Bearback. Honda, Honda and the bear bag from Boom June third, January third, June June third. Hey, Honda you know and the bear bag. I do actually have I do have other stuff to pop, uh, to uh, I have other stuff to promote that I can do. Um, number one, they're doing an omnibus of Rock Candy Mountain. They're putting both books together. It's going to be one book that comes out in June. I'm super nice. stoked about that. Number two is Karate Prom, um, which is sort of my my YA book about a karate prom. Uh, also comes out in June from first second, and it's very yeah. good. I drew that one too. And there's going to be a trade of Peacemakers Tries Hard, right? I'm sure Peacemaker Tries... I don't even know what else I have coming. I'm, there's going to be a lot of trades. I don't even know what I... I mean, who knows? Oh, there's going to be so much. I've lost track of it. You've, your uh, Wild Dog story is, is I coming out now? Wild Dogs... But I don't know when, when this, this comes out before Christmas. So there's there's two more parts of Batman Brave and the Bull of the 7, 8, 9, 7 came out last month um, with Fernando Passeron, who's really good. Uh, I love that. that I, Wild Dog was the first comic I did. Sort of the first thing I did. You remember this, Chris? Were you around for that? Y- yeah, but I don't know if you. I don't know. Yeah, I had I had seventy five Twitter followers, and I was like, hey, if I get two hundred fifty Twitter followers, I'll do a I'll do a a wild dog fan comic, and I got two hundred fifty because I thought that's an impossible number. I got that extra what whatever that math is in like two hours. Like it happened immediately. Tom Spurgeon, RIP. I know recruited me. Um, so like it's full. It's a weird first full circle to me. Um, and I'm real proud of it. I'm real proud of all the work I put out this year. I think it's my best year of work. Um, and I'm hoping I, it's not always my best year. I hope next year is better. But I will say this. There are few people in comics that I can say I was there from the start. I think there's a bunch, Chris. I think you might be underselling yourself. Well, it, I, I know for sure it's it's you two. Like, I have, been, I have been in the Fraction camp. Since maybe not since day one, but since like day four, I think. Hey, let me, and I let me been on the Kyle Starks train. For that's for sure. That's the start. I I say all the time, and I say this sincerely. I don't. This can be the sincere Christmas ending <laughs> from Kyle Starks. Um, but but I say sincerely, and I say it all the time that that Chris, you, and Matt are a thousand percent responsible for me having any type of career. I don't think if Chris Sims ever said, "Hey, you should go to a convention." After reading Ricky Thunder, probably, um, I ever would have gone to conventions. And if I never went to conventions, uh, uh, Matt never would have read Sex Castle. And he put me in touch with Image. Um, edit point, I don't know. Um, and, like, that's my career. So I, I joke all the time for you two guys. I'm like, hey, if those guys, I have a blood debt to, you, to both of you. And if you guys are like, hey, we're going to kill the president. Or, hey, Santa Claus. I'm like, hey, sorry, wife. I got to run. I got to cash in my blood debt to these two fine people who literally are responsible for my career. Oh, if well, you I- didn't kick ass and write amazing shit you you wouldn't have a career chris and i were just i believe chris in fact might have been the one who put sex castle in my in my hand and said you have to no, read this dude i'm gonna tell you this so here i'll tell you the story because it's i mean it's my it's my thing but chris uh, so we're at heroes i'm gonna tell this real quick i know this is for the show or whatever and i wanted to go to mertz so bad because that's the yeah that's kind of the best thing about charlotte i love charlotte but i'm not saying that but i'm saying i love mertz and so you're always looking for the people to go and Chris walked by my table and I said, hey, are you going to Mertz tonight? He's like, yes, but. And I was like, no, no, I'm coming. You, you won't even know I'm there. You won't even know that. I just want to eat that chicken. 
And uh, the but was he and Wilson were doing a podcast interview. They're going to do a podcast interview with you and Chip. And so Chris actually introduced me to you, which, again, I can't say thank you enough. I can't be gracious enough. And this is all true. And he said, this is Kyle Starks. He wrote the best book of the year, which was Sex Castle, which was a Kickstarter book. Um, we did not go to Mertz because it was too busy. Instead, we went to that awful pizza place. Mm-hmm. And at the awful pizza place, um, newspaper stuff came up. And I used to work at a newspaper. So I, I broke my rule of, like, no one will know I'm here. And we engaged. And uh, you politely said, you're like, hey, uh, I'll come check out that book tomorrow, which was Sunday. All right? And so Sunday did not happen. And I do this thing. I hated to leave my table. And I hated to give books away for free. I'm like, I'm going to go give. I'm going to go do it. Because who knows what will happen, right? Who knows? Maybe he'll like it. And so I go over, this is a sex criminal. So it's you and your wife and Chip sitting at the table and there's a line that's like so fucking long. And I walk up to that table and I go, I'm just enough of an asshole. I'm not going to stand in this line. <laughs> and I go, hey, Matt, I got that book. I'm on the book up. And, uh, and you go, and th- this is my wife's favorite comic story, by the way, Fraction. And you go, oh, uh, how much is it? And I'm like, oh, no, like nothing. It's gratis. And you pointed at me and said, pros get paid. And that's my wife's favorite comic story. Your, my understanding after that, your plane did not take off, and you actually were reading stuff that you got from people, your huge stack, and you tweeted about Sex Castle before your plane took off, and I sold like seven copies, and I was so stoked. I was like, I just sold seven copies. Uh, not that I did good that weekend, but you know what I'm saying, like seven more is awesome. And they yeah, gave no. me that very kind email. That's my origin story in many ways for how I'm in comics. Well, the, the comics... The, you remain. You are a guy. I buy buy everything you do, and it it it, it, it is, and it's just you've become better and more entertaining and and funnier and wilder, and I've just loved it all. And and yeah, no, it's it's. I was thrilled that I was even close to you uh, uh, at the beginning because I think anybody with any bit of sense in their head could look at what you were doing and see like, oh, this 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 guy's got got the deal. This guy's got the goods. Uh, I love it. I still, I still, uh, I, I think that the, the Peacemaker series this year was terrific. I, and I just reread Sex Castle not long ago. Like it, it remains just, yeah. Anyway, you had the, you had the magic in you the whole time, Dumbo, uh, uh, or whatever. That sounds cruel. And I didn't mean it like that. No, it's perfect. That's what it goes. Otherwise, I was going to get emotional. Okay. Oh, yeah, the, guy, oh, yeah. the pros get paid guy called me Dumbo and said he, yeah. he'd kill me with my own diabetes. It was great. Uh, I, I will say, I uh, b- before we started recording, I mentioned that I was currently in the process of like rearranging my office, and one of the things I did was I rearranged all my books on my shelf because they've kind of been the same way for the past couple of years. And uh, something that I did was I, I brought back something that I had uh, back at the apartment before we moved up here to Minneapolis, and that was my friend's shelf. And so I have everything will be okay. And the supervillain handbook and I've got Benito's books and Erica's books. And I've got sex, uh, sex criminals and Casanova and Mantooth and sex castle and, uh, kill them all. And, and rock candy mountain all next to each other on the shelf. And I just yesterday, I put all those together on the shelf and I had this moment of, of this being such a nice thing that that this show and and me and Matt's friendship and and 
you know, me and Fraction's friendship and like all this stuff, like, you know, meeting Kyle and, and finding out that we actually liked each other as people. It was nice, like putting all those books together and being like, these are the artifacts of my people was like a very, like it was an emotional little moment of tidying my office. And so I, I wanted all three of you to know that you are on that shelf. And also there is one copy of Bad Blood because I think that's the only thing I have of mine that is also there. Downset Bite should be on there. That's the best one. Uh, I'm out. No. None of them. Hey, uh, I didn't want to make that about me. Um, uh, though I think it's a funny story. Uh, you guys just said a bunch of really nice stuff about me, and I think that's the Christmas spirit in many ways. So Yeah, it just Christmas. got weirdly sincere. I'm, I'm very yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Sorry. Um, you guys are very kind. I'm glad that I know all of you. I, I'm saying this sincerely. It's always uh, – I'm always stoked when you guys ask me to do this show. Um, and it's been such an honor to be here. And sincerely, I say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you guys and your families, your, your beautiful families. Uh, I wish the same to you, Kyle Sarks, and I wish the same to you, Matt Fraction. And, of course, I wish the same to you, Matt Wilson. Like I'm not, I'm not even kidding. This is the beginning of my personal Christmas season every year, and uh, Kyle, I'm thrilled that you came to play our dumb premise games. And uh, uh, Chris, you remain uh, delightful. Uh, uh, I remember when I was but a anonymous poster on uh, on your blog uh, uh, as Beyonce. I, I was Beyonce Knowles. I remember, uh, um, and then uh, me and, and and Glenn Gold realizing that he also posted on your blog as Artie Simak. And he goes, you're on the Invincible Superblock sometimes, right? I'm, I'm Artie Simak. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Beyonce Knowles. Um, so that was how, uh, that was how me and, and Glenn Gold But Anyway, um, you guys are the best. Guys, this has been a blast. Uh, I hope you all have wonderful holidays, wonderful Christmases, and uh, perhaps, if the stars align, Dollywood next year. Next year in Pigeon Forge. It's going to be a sad Christmas next year, though. You guys know that, right? Because I'm going to kill fucking Santa Claus <laughs> one way or another. Well, that sure sounds like a job for Dolly Parton. <laughs> Stopping me. Yeah, yeah. I w- you know what? And she would win. Foiled again. Fuck, with that dramatic outro I just did? Foiled again by Dolly Parton. might be the wildest christmas special we've ever had certainly the most chaotic the chaos of that like we all were on board for a premise we all had a different one in mind (laughs) yeah yeah i think so but what a what a truly wild time I, i feel like we we are not only tired in the day but we are tired in the year and I think that's I think that came through. But now it is time for my favorite uh, part of the Warakade Jacks holiday tradition, which is of course uh, opening presents. That's right. And yeah. our, both of our gifts to each other involved more than one package, M- multiple boxes. Yeah. Yes, but I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I think they are of a piece. Like we, sh- 
we shouldn't like stagger our opening of them. Like we should open. You should open all of yours, and I should open all of mine. Correct. And I, I will say, I, be, I believe you have one more on the way. Okay. But once you open what you have, what is on the way will become apparent. Okay, that's good to know. I, I, I will tell you this. I think both things I got for you have been delivered. I, I did get two packages, yes. But one of them, it on the Bad Book website says it's still out for delivery but I'm pretty sure it got delivered to you. Interesting. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. So, Chris, why don't you open yours first? Alright. Uh, I, I, I have an envelope in a box from the large book website. Uh-huh. Uh, this one. Well, it, it should be two boxes. Nope. It is a it is an envelope in a box. This one says a gift for you. Merry Christmas brother from Matt Wilson. That's you. That's your name. That's that's me. And it is well, it's not Vegeta. It's 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 Son Goku. Son Goku regular orange gi. Regular orange gi, regular black hair. Okay. okay. Son Goku uh from this is specifically Dragon Ball Superhero. Yes, uh, that's so the great. one that it says has not been delivered yet. So I know you have them both. I'm very excited. This is a good one because it has a. Uh, this is an SH figure art, so it's a very nice, detailed action figure. This marks the third Goku to add to my shelf. Uh, but I like this one because he has his uh, panicked face, mm-hmm. and honestly, the faces that he comes with are extremely good so very very exciting I'm glad to have a a normal Goku well okay some time ago yes on I guess an episode of Ajax you asked me to guess which Goku figures you had yes I did and my first guess was just regular Goku and you said, no, I don't have one of those. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to get him a regular Goku. I love it. I, I love that I have a regular Goku now. Because, uh, like, look, Super Saiyan Goku is great. But, but sometimes you just want to... You don't always want your action figures to be fighting. Regular Goku has fighting poses. Oh, well, yeah, regular Goku can still fight. But sometimes you just want him to be hanging out with Batman. Sometimes that's all you want, yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's all you want. Uh, so the other one is is related. Okay. All right. Oh, you want me to go ahead and open this up? Let's go. Okay. This is the one that arrived first, and I, I've kept it under the tree for the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, we're, we're popping open the box. Very exciting. Oh, this one. I, I could have opened this one, Matt. This is gift-wrapped. Oh, that's right. I got I one of them. I was able to get you gift wrapped because it's actually a really cute gift bag too. It's it's nice. One I was not. I was not able to get gift wrapped for you, but the other one. All right. From the feel of it, this is another SH figure arts. It is. You, you are correct. Okay. Do, do you want me to guess, or should I just open it? Just open it. Just go. Okay. Oh, Matt. Okay, so you got me the most normal Goku. Mm-hmm. 
And you also got me the least normal Goku. I got you the most overpowered Goku. This is uh, Goku Black Super Saiyan Rosé. That's right. From Dragon Ball, also from Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, this is when uh, Goku's body is uh, possessed by uh, an evil god from another dimension. And his hair is kind of like metallic. It has kind of a metallic sheen. It is pink. It is metallic pink. Yes. Because when this, when the, when you already have god power, and then you go Super Saiyan, you go Super Saiyan Rosé. Correct. And I love that it is actually called Super Saiyan Rosé. <laughs> that's, like, that's canon, buddy. Like the wine. Indeed. And this Goku, oh boy, he does not have a, he does not have a, a happy face. He's just got grumpy faces all the way down. Yeah, he's This a, is he's great, because these two can fight now. He's a grumpy boy. I love it when they can fight, Matt. This I know about you. Matt, I love these. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I am delighted. Th- this is a year that you became as invested in Goku as you've be- ever been in anything. I went hard. You did. In, in, into, into Goku. And I, I thought, what better year to get Chris some Gokus that he didn't have than this one? I went so hard into Goku that I got back into action figures. Yeah. That, that's, that's the true sign of devotion, I think. Yeah. I, I also, like, this... The faces that, the, that this Goku comes with are the best faces because they're, they're very cartoony. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm loving this. This is very, very good. Uh, all right. My turn. Yes. I'm going to open... I'm, I'm going to open the bigger one okay. of the three, because I assume that is where to start. Final Girl Series 2 Game Mat Set. Okay, I think I think I see where we're going here. Yeah, yeah. I and I know why you got this. Uh huh. I can I can tell you straight up. I know why you got this. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I was, the second one. I was talking about how I was like I was like oh man I don't know I don't know what to get you like is this the year that I get you the Steve Austin replica leather vest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which has for nigh on fifteen years now been my if it is if if we are recording in two days and I don't know what I'm getting Matt for Christmas, it's gonna be that. And then I remembered I remembered oh wait, no, I decided what I was gonna get Matt for Christmas in August. Because when I came to Minneapolis uh, on your birthday, we went to the game store at the Mall of America. And I bought the Jeopardy card game, which is delightful, by the way. The cards are, you make a board. You make a Jeopardy board. With oh, the that's Oh, wonderful. Um, and I noticed this game, Final Girl, on the shelf. And I was like, oh, that's cool, Final Girl. I bet that's a fun game. And you obviously took note. Yeah, because I've seen it, and I know that it's very successful in that it has like a ton of uh, expansions and 
uh, and everything, but I didn't know if it was good. So after you asked about it, I it wasn't long after that that I I think I asked uh, John Creighton, uh, our our buddy uh, Annie Creighton's husband, uh, who is very into games and uh, runs a game store. I was like, hey, do you know like is Final Girl like actually any good, or is it just like a game that has a lot of stuff? And uh, I heard that it was actually good. And so I I got you... It, the fun thing about it is, it is a horror movie-themed game that you buy a base game, and then you buy what is essentially the movie. So right. you can play different stories if you have that base game. Right. So I've opened the other two. Um, there's The Organism, which is clearly the final girl version of the thing. Yeah, they, th- it is not subtle what they are. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is The Intruders. I, I think it's a reference to... What, is, what, is, what was that movie called? The Strangers? Mm-hmm. I think it's a reference to The Strangers. The one with uh, Liv Tyler in it. Um, but it's clearly like a take on... Those kinds of horror movies where, like, people are in a house and then visitors show up at the house. Uh, this is so cool. So I assume the base game is the thing that's still to come. The base game is on the way. Yeah. Uh, and according to the latest shipping update I got, it will be there before Christmas, which I thought was nice. Because if you would like, I think you and Marlene can actually play it uh, on Christmas time. For a while there, it was like... December 26th to January 11th was the arrival date. <laughs> I, I love those long ranges of yeah. uh, delivery dates. Um, this is great, though. I am so pumped to play this. Uh, awesome. I, I, I can't wait to hear how it actually is. I will say this. I went looking at every expansion they've made for Final Girl, and there's a bunch. There's like ten different like, you know, movie themes that you can play. Mm-hmm. There is not a Haunted Doll one. Because I was like, obviously, I'll get you the Chucky one. Oh, sure. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, There is not one. I bet there's one on the way, or I'm sure that's one they've got in the chamber. There has to be, because there's an alien one. Yeah. There's, you know, obviously there's the the thing. There's like a evil circus one. There's an Exorcist one, but there's not a haunted. There's not a Chucky or an Annabelle, and I was I was a little mad. Uh, there's one that's just called Poltergeist. That one they're not hiding at all. But these two are like perfect. Um, nice. I'm glad because the thing is one of my favorite movies. Period. And uh, and the, the Intruders one will be fun to play. Um, and I also like that. That's kind of like a sub-genre of horror movie and not just like a take on one specific horror movie. Because some of those people show up at the door movies are pretty good and some are only okay. The carnival one is called Geppetto, which you might think is an evil doll, but it appears to be about a haunted carnival. I almost got that one, but I could not confirm that it was a Chucky. Doesn't seem to be a Chucky. It, It seems to be like a circus. I think a lot of it is to make one of these expansions, you need a setting. And there's no like 
standard setting of a Chucky movie. I mean, I guess an apartment in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, But this is great, Chris. Thank you so much. Jennifer Tilly's house. Hollywood actress Jennifer Tilly's house. That's right. That that would be a, a seat of Chucky situation. Um, the getting the uh, the game mats super nice. Uh, I don't think I have anything like that for really any other game that I have. That'll be yeah. I I, I feel like it's always nice to get like a little bit of an upgrade for a a a complicated board game. Yeah. So uh, I now have Goku and Goku Black out of their packaging uh, and standing on my desk, and I love them. They look great. I'm so excited. Uh, Marlene really wants to have a New Year's party. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force people at this New Year's party to play these games. <laughs> good, good. I hope it's fun. And if it is, let me know because I I would also like to to know if it is uh, fun to play. I will definitely give you updates. Well, Chris, that is it for the gift exchange. Thank you again. And that is also it for this year of yeah. War Rocket Ajax. We made it through another one, everybody. Yeah, I mean, we will have a Every Story Ever special at the end of December, as we always do. But uh, as far as like the regular episodes, we're 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 done for the year, and uh, it has been a year of ups and downs. Just look on the Patreon. But it has also been a great year. The Discord is really active, like really doing well. And it is so nice to go on there and see people discussing what we talk about on the show. And also just building their own community. Um, it is It is so nice to think that people are building a community around this show and being fans of it and making friends by being fans of this show, uh, which was not necessarily something we had before the discord. So um, I feel like having the discord has been really good for this partially also because we don't have to take questions on the bad website anymore because now we can just take questions from the Discord and from uh, from Blue Sky, which is a very nice thing. I pretty much never have to look at the bad website that was once called Twitter ever again, <laughs> uh, which is wonderful. Any other thoughts about the year, Chris? Uh, swings and roundabouts, man. Yeah, it really has been, but. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it 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 starts off and it's it's not really great. Like, there's a lot of stuff about, like, like a lot of really inappropriate stuff about Bulma, you know. <laughs> but then, like, the further you go, you get to the 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 twenty second world tournament, and then the twenty third mm-hmm. world tournament. The fight with Demon King Piccolo is like really fantastic. Uh, then you know, obviously Piccolo becoming a father figure to Gohan. Just you know, like the the stuff 
the the lows are low, but the highs the highs are good. The highs make it worth it. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Uh You've sent me a photo of of the Goku uh all set up with his with his uh surprised face. Is that like an embarrassed face, kind of? I think that's his, like, what is happening face. It's the, I walked into a room I shouldn't have face. Yeah. Which uh, he has, which he has a hand, appropriate hands for that as well. Yeah, it's pretty great, pretty great. Uh, I'm so happy that you finally have a regular Goku. Uh, I feel like that is that is key to rounding out the the figure collection it really uh, is it really is i i the, the thing about goku's is there's a lot of them a lot of goku's just just play dragon ball fighters and half the roster is goku's <laughs> yeah it, but now i do have my i have my three favorites i've got regular goku super saiyan goku and uh super saiyan blue goku so it, i and now I have Goku Black, who I don't consider to be Goku because he's actually Zamasu. Mm. But you know, spoilers. I'm sorry. One last thing: we got really into fighting games briefly while I was visiting, and then I ended up not actually buying Guilty Gear because I wanted to wait until the version with all the downloadable characters went on sale in 2024, Chris. Mm-hmm. You and me are getting into Guilty Gear, like fully. Well, yeah. I played some Guilty Gear online. Uh huh. And I won a couple. Nice. Nice. Well, so, I got some. I got some catching up to do. Clearly. Yeah, I, I'm ready for our next battle. Uh, our, our next uh, fun fighting game weekend. Uh, that's gonna be I great. I do think should be a tradition now. I agree. I agree fully. Um, hey, thanks everybody for listening to this. Thanks everybody for being supportive of the show, supportive of us over the years. Uh, sometimes we don't necessarily want to do the show <laughs> the day we record because we're tired. But once we start doing the show and once we start talking to each other and we start getting listener questions and we get into it. I'm glad I did it every time. I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes it feels like a job, uh, but you know, Chris, I think you've said doing the show is a lot of times the highlight of your week. And that's true for me too. Even even though, like I said, sometimes it can feel like a job. Once we're talking and we're actually doing it, I'm always happy to be doing the show. Yeah, it, it's never. It really is never. I don't want to do the show. It's it's very much. I don't want to do the show right now. I'm. I want I to am, go to bed. I, yes, I. That is that is so often the case. But um, as long as it stays fun, we'll keep doing it. And it's still fun. So um, thank you all. Chris, thank you for making it fun. And thank all of you listening for making it fun. Uh, We'll be back with the Gordy Awards. Send in your Gordy categories 
to warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you uh, if you want to find out what that's about, hit up the uh, hit up the Discord, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this past year with us. Uh, we hope you stick with us for the next one. We'll see you in 2024. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, happy winter. Be good to yourselves and each other. And uh, and from 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 me and Matt. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, you old building and loan. And a happy new year to you. In jail. In jail. Yeah!